1: Straight off the bat, former New Zealand opener and coach of the Otago Sparks joins us now. Craig Cumming. Sid, first reaction to the Black Caps test team?
0: I can tell you there's 14 named.
1: OK, um, thank you.
0: There you go. And um, But they've got Willow Rourke named for the second test, second test only. So I suppose you could say 13 players for the first test, of which two to be admitted. Um I suppose a couple of things that stands out now uh, without going through the list. Um, Henry Nichols not not in the squad, I mm-hmm. think. I might not have I think I've got that right. You're right. They've included um, Will Young, uh, and Rachin Ravindra and Mitchell Sattner. So, you know, probably a change of, you know, thought process and what we do at home when it comes to the way we select our side. Mitch Satner's now got himself back into, you know, the squad. Um, often we don't even play a spinner. So, you know, that that that's really positive to see and I think it's a good option. And then Will Young's still there in Rutchen, so you know, it's probably hard to predict who's gonna be the playing eleven. They've got four seamers there, Wagner, Southie, Jemison and Henry. So you dare say probably one of maybe Rutchen or Young will miss out and one of well Southie's gonna play, isn't he? He's the captain. Um, but then you've got Jamison, Henry and Wagner, so I'd say one of those will miss out and I'm pretty sure you'll find Mitchell Satin all plays. So yeah, I I think it's good. It's nice to see Maybe a change of philosophy of what we've tried to do in the past. where We've gone in with maybe five seamers. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, the balance will be whether or not they play Rutsch. And, um, and also Glenn Phillips being there, who performed brilliantly um, in the, you know, over in Bangladesh and certainly deserves that opportunity. And I dare say he'll lock into what was the Henry Nichols role.
1: Yeah, it's interesting too, like with the Mitch Sattner as spinner, uh, we also know Rutchen can turn it and we know Glenn Phillips can spin it as well. Could, there's a potential we could have three spinners on the park.
0: Yeah, I don't think they will because of the fact of what you just said. So, I mean, Glenn Phillips, the great thing about him is he gives that off-spin option um, in, in your top five and they're worth their weight in gold when you can get a top-order player, Bolson. You know, now you can actually say some quality off-spin. So that's so that's a really good thing. Um I hope they don't go for sometimes what I say two part timers and Ruch, and to me is still especially in the first class game uh, or the the red Bull game he he's made his career as a as a batter who bowls yeah um so you know the question is if you went in with Rutchen and, and Glenn, you've got two part time spinners yes, you've got a left arm, and yes you've got a right arm, but it's not their number one craft, so you know it, it's a nice backup um but um, maybe that lends the way that um you know you could easily play you know Mick Sackner. And maybe Rutchen's there for, for backup if needed. But, you know, it'd be interesting. I mean, as I said, Rutchin still qualifies himself um, as a batter. Mm. And, um, you know, he is a batter who bowls, especially... People were surprised in the World Cup, you know, maybe him opening the batting and doing well. Well, Rutchen's made his career. His whole career is a top-order player. And his spin... Bowling has developed over time. And then he played for the Black Caps over in India, um, batted seven you know, and bowled, but it was always because he could bat. And, and in some ways, that wasn't the surprise that he's been successful at the top of the order uh, in the 50-overs, because that's been his number one skill uh, his whole career, and it's probably the part that comes most natural. But I like it. They've got options available. Obviously, they can then check conditions, they can check everything off, and, and they can pick the best balanced side. And, and it's just nice to see that we're going to see in New Zealand conditions, spin and, and you should do because it's Feb- well, we're going into February and it's going to be dry, it's been warm, um, pitches will be not as you know much moisture and they're going to dry out a lot quicker. So, you're going to have to have options available to be able to bowl on day three, four, and five.
1: Yeah, and even if he only sent down six or eight overs and in innings or something like that just to give the seamers a bit of a rest, or you don't know how much in this day and age, said so like 13 players, as you say. Do you think Gary Stead's got his 11 and his head locked in, or do they physically wait till they see the pitch, look at the conditions, check the weather?
0: Oh, I would say that what they're doing is they're giving themselves the best chance to cover all bases, and that's why you pick a squad. So you need to know, right, who are our best four seamers. Maybe we'll work out, you know, leading into that, who our best three are. They'll, they'll know the balance of the side that they want um, and, and how that looks, so... To me, I mean, I talk and have said a lot, you know, Will Young, I just, I, just, I don't think that guy's great. I mean, he has to, again, he's been picked in the squad and probably doesn't know if he's playing, but he, whenever he gets an opportunity, he steps up. And from a batting point of view, at the moment, if they're going to pick up a specialist batter and maybe bat him six, or they might even bat him five and they could put Phillips at six, I still think Will Young's got the, the more cookies in the jar than than even Ruchin. um and I know that'll be controversial and people will disagree because Rutchen's done so well, in the white ball. But I mean, so is Will Young. And in some ways, he, he's always been the next off the list. So to be taken off the next off the list, the person behind you either got to do a huge amount. And mm. remember, this is red ball, not white ball. Mm. Um, or that person's got to be failing. And, and I just don't see Will for, Will Young's done that. He's done everything asked of him. So having and along to the squad, um, and maybe as a backup, could be the plan. But again, I, I could be completely wrong when you look at it. And maybe they're saying Ratchett was there. And Will Young is our cover. If anything goes wrong with our top four or top five, in case leading into it, he's our, he's our batting cover.
1: What can you tell me about Willow Rourke, Um, And why do you think he's got the nod from, there's probably a group of about six vying for that, that wild card or eyebrow raise. What, why do you think he's got in and what can you tell us about him?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a little bit biased. And, I, and I'd say to me, you know, I think Jacob Duffy is exceptionally unlucky to miss out on that. He's a, He's a... T- proper swim bowler um, who's done exceptionally well in the last two or three years um, and you know needs to be given an opportunity with the red ball. And I know I'm from Otago and Buff's from Otago But if you look at even the way he's bowling the super smash with the new quality of swinging at you know, that's a tough one. Uh, but Willow Raw's different. He's a he's a poor bowler, um, he hits the pitch, a um, huge amount of potential, without a doubt. And you know, you put alongside suddenly Henry Shipley who I think's injured at the moment. Um, they obviously see something like it. Maybe he probably brings a point of difference when you look at their bowling attack. I've got Southey who swings the ball, left arm and Wagner. Jamison, you know, that tall frame who hits the seam, but also can swing it both ways. And I suppose maybe Walk Walker's the man extra goal along those lines with a bit of bounce and a bit of height. So um, but also he might also be when you look at it in there coming for the second test, maybe that's in cover for they might be concerned about Jamison backing up after his history two tests in a row. Even Matt Henry's coming back from a pretty significant in- injury. So he might be there. You've definitely got to name him because he's good enough. But you've also maybe from an experience point of view. But I do feel for Jacob Duffy. I, I just think the way he bowls and he swings the ball, um, it's still a, a big key. But Willow Walk's certainly a player, you know, exciting for the future. And he, he won't let him down. Um, and, you know, one thing the great caps of shown and Gary said showing is the players they pick and give opportunities, and they've done really well, and so they've obviously done their work and their scouting and their thoughts. And mm. um, you can't argue
1: with what they're doing. I saw an interesting headline this morning with the um, South African coach saying, "We're not coming over as underdogs." Um, well, they are. Um, I don't know how he can say it. if you're not the underdog, you're the favourite. Are you? Are you disappointed that um, we're not seeing anywhere near their best test side?
0: Um, maybe, I mean, I just think maybe it's the way, you know, you could do that, Steffi, where you just get excited that we're about to play tests and mm. they're a hugely inexperienced side, I mean, you know, underdog, I mean, South Africa have got the great ability, uh, I mean, we know it in rugby, Um, they they pack they themselves 100% of the time, and it doesn't matter who it is, as soon as they put on the photo shirt and they walk out with the crest on, they grow taller, stronger, fitter, and faster, and They'll be talking about that, and they'll be saying that no one rates him and all that sort of stuff, and they'll be using it for motivation. Remember, this is the South African side that came over last year. I think it was last year, Steffi, and they won the toss and batted first at Hagley, and everyone was like, you're joking. I mean, that was after they got bowled out too in the first test, and they won it. You know, they, they go against the norm, and, and they'll turn up and not have a little chip on their shoulder because it's the situation that they've created themselves. And um, those things, but, yeah, I think they'll be um, they'll be competitive. They'll turn up with a real point to prove. But our New Zealand side is an experienced side, so they should be they should be fine. But let's just get excited that we're going to see the white clothing and the teams out playing um, and you know Test match cricket in their summer. And that's what we want because we haven't had it yet.
1: Yep. Uh, Super Smash. Can we talk about that briefly? In uh, <laughs> just under two hours, the men take part. Canterbury Wellington. In fact, before I talk about that game, I've always had a little bit of a thought structure around players who don't play and then they come back in at the end of a competition. Now, some of them it's because they've been on international duty, some of them because it's been on breaks, and I'm thinking like Devin Conway, um, Sophie Devine, um, the players that just reinsert themselves in at the end of a competition. As a coach, is that tough to do to tell the players, hey, listen, um, I know you've been part of our team the whole season, but you've got to have a seat?
0: Uh, would be yeah absolutely um, and I suppose it depends on the reasons but first of all I'm, I'm pretty lucky because you know when you look at the players that could command that would be someone like Susie Bates um, and Susie was available and made herself available for the whole super Smash and um, you know she loves playing for the sparks and she's there from game one through to game 10 and I don't actually have to talk about that but you know if she if she for whatever reason um, she was only available back in of course with the history that she's had with the team it's probably okay. Um, you know, Somebody like Devin Conway, you look at it, I and mean, he's had a huge part to play, you know, for Wellington for, for many years and been a big part of their success. And it's not always his fault that he hasn't been playing or it has been international duty. So, hmm. of course, if you've got your best players available, you want to pick them. Um, but it doesn't make it easy on the players that have got you there as long as you make sure they stay, you know, connected to the group. And, um, you know, it's, it's all done for the right reasons. Auckland's an interesting one because, you know, they've got the final. But they've got players, you know, they've got Finn Allen, uh, Mark Chapman, Lockie Ferguson, but they actually were part of the campaign at the start. Right. The biggest thing is if it changes your dynamic of your side. So, you know, who are they replacing and what's that role? Or what's the role? Like, I mean, you know, if someone comes in and bowl, often you've got to the finals because you've got a pretty good system in place and you know what you're doing with your bowling orders and your it's, it's It's proven over the period of 10 rounds because you've been executing it. And then if someone else comes in who's different – that can upset what's been working for you. So that's often the biggest challenge that you'll have. You know, Sophie Devine, you know, for the blaze, obviously back at to the top of the order. Um, they changed that, but she also bowls. So a person they replace might not only be a batter, mm-hmm. but they don't bowl, whereas Sophie bowls. And then all of a sudden, you know, Wellington's strength, and it always has been their strength, has been you know, four spinners and, and, and a couple of part-timers or people that pop in. Um, you know, does that upset that apple cart? Um, by changing the dynamic of the side but you know most of the time if not all the time, if you've got your world class players available um, you will always pick them um, and hopefully they turn up energised and, and invest in it and don't think they're bigger than the team or the game, which they won't, you know, you look at Devin Conway so say he, he'll be highly motivated and he's had a bit of a lean run so he, he'll be really keen to, to put in a good performance for his Wellington side and he'll be fully aware that he's probably replaced someone as well so um, you know, that, that comes back to all the work you do, I suppose, around your team.
1: Mm. Uh, Canterbury take on Wellington at a neutral venue. As I say, uh, first ball at two o'clock, uh, commentary live here. How do you how do you go about picking a winner of this game? Um, and the cool thing about both games is it's second versus third, so fairly similar type of records. It, it's almost coin flip time.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and unfortunately in the female game, my team doesn't need to flip the coin. But um, <laughs> I've been really impressed in the last three or four games. Canterbury um, have really started to find their form. They're probably the opposite to Wellington, who started the competition with a hiss and a roar and really blew everyone away. And maybe they've tailed it off a wee bit. Well, it's very hard to do over 10 rounds to, to stay super consistent. But Canterbury... They've just created a whole lot of momentum um, and they're playing at a neutral venue. Like Wellington play well at Wellington because of the big boundaries. So do Canterbury. So they're both used to the bigger boundaries. Um, today, you don't have that. It's like the same dimensions in the ground. So they, they're both foreign to that in some ways. They're playing as a neutral venue. Um, to me, you know, they like to have bombs, smaller ground. Um, how does that work? But I also look at the team and... Tom Latham's made a huge impact um, in that Canterbury side, just with not the way he's played, but you can also see the support and the leadership that Tom mm. helps give that group. Now, Nichols was in good form, so yeah, those those players will make a big difference. But again, if you asked me and you had five dollars to go which way, I'd probably be guessing like you, Steffi. Um, you know, in the game of twenty twenty, it literally takes one player.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Ken Robinson go out and carry on the form he had at the start and bang hundred. Does Tom Latham come off? You know, they've got guys who can hit the ball. But it just literally takes one player um, to make a difference. And both teams are stacked with players that can do that. So it'll be be entertaining. But to uh, ask me for a winner, I wouldn't have a clue either.
1: Women's side, and um, to, to use one of Smithy's phrases, uh, your team missed by the barest of margins in fourth. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and Northern and Central. Well, I've th- just
0: acted like it didn't happen. I'm just pretending yeah. it didn't happen.
1: Didn't happen? No, it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I think I'm right in saying Northern have never won it, and Central have won it once many years ago. Yeah,
0: you're probably right. I, can't, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um,
1: it's a tough one, too. Um,
0: Yeah, and I mean, Northern um, have probably been, you know, probably down the bottom of the ladder the last few years. Um, And then, yeah, they were the ones that knocked us out. Um, You know, we beat CD twice, but, um, you know, it's just the way the cards fall and and with a bit of weather probably helped them. But if I I did a match-up between the two, simply put the way I see it is, CD have got a far better balance side. I think they've got far more players that can make an impact. Um, And over 20 overs, um, they're a team that probably got more players that can help win a game, the Brave have Chamari Atapattu, and <laughs> If she comes off, like a little bit the other day against us in a nine-over game, um, but if she comes off, she can single-handedly win the Brave the game, but it's also very tough because she knows that, and it's tough on her, but she's also used to that because she plays for Sri Lanka, and it's very similar for her and her national side. So, um, CD will know um, and, you know, I think we actually had really good plans to it. Um, Jake Orham's very um, smart, um, especially with his bowling attack. He's probably got the best seam attack, um, I'd say, outside of us. Um, in, in the country where he's got Rosemary Mary, he's got, um, you know, Hannah Rowe, Claudia Green. So those three players, will they'll want to put real pressure on Arapattu. Um, the challenge he'll have will be after that when it comes to some young spinners and, and how they step up if Chamari gets through that first part. Whereas, you know, the Brave are probably um, not as experienced, especially with their bowlers. Um, they've got a young bowling attack. Um, and again, you've got some good skill in there in the CD side. So I'd say at the moment, uh, the Hinds are probably favourite. The big benefit for the Brave is they've got, yeah, uh, one of the top three ball strikers in, in the world in the women's game in Tamari and everything relies on probably what she does.
1: Who, who is the Northern Brave's second best batter, do you think? Jess Watkins.
0: Oh, I've got three. We've got Jess Watkin who moved from the Hines. Yeah. Um, and Jess can hit the ball a long, long way. Um, Jess is probably a little bit more perictor. And then um Caitlin Gary. And Caitlin Gary has been a, you know, very well performed domestic player for many, many years for the brave and she did a great job. Unfortunately, got them a winning, which probably put them up to us um, when they played Canterbury. They were in real trouble. But those three are the big three. Um, and as I say, there's there's no better ball strikers than Jess Watkins and Gary um, around the domestic game. So um, you know, it's sort of talk about CD, but um, if they've got the probably the far better bowling attack,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, you only know, need three players, Steffi. If one comes off and you have two supporting X, um, then you know you're away, and it's in finals and yeah, if they can get above one, or whoever bats first, if they can get above one, this year the totals have been lower than the past few years and I think it's because the bowling attacks have been better and I think the tactics have been better because we've got more data and research that can go into it. Right. But if you can get above 135, um, if you can get north of 140, uh, batting first, that is definitely advantage to that team. I think it's very hard in this competition to chase more than 140 at the moment.
1: Brilliant. As always, Craig Cumming, always appreciate your insights and your thoughts on making yourself available, buddy. Thanks heaps. Anytime, Steffi. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Craig coming there, former Black Caps opener. Right. Lines are open 0800 150 811. Any reaction to what he said about the Black Caps? Uh, Willow Rourke, um, Jacob Duffy. What's the lineup going to be? And anything you want to talk about uh, the Super Smash finals? As I mentioned, this show's off here at 1.30, but we will hand you straight over to the commentary team. Um, They'll kick it off at 1.30. First ball in the men's elimination final at 2 o'clock, but do give us a call 0800 150 811 or the temper bed post text machine is double eight double three. and remember their range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to this exact shape of your body, my body Sammy Hewitt's body and you can put your head and feet up in comfort give us a yell